Hello, welcome to the Monday, November 14th, 2016 edition of the Sands and its Storms and its Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and I am recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Last week, uh, DDA was writing about a malware that was using a process replacement technique in order to hide itself from whitelisting protection. Well, one of the questions that came up uh, from readers was whether or not Emit will actually prevent this malware from working. And turns out, indeed, in its default configuration, Emit will prevent this from working uh, if you have the export address table access filtering or short EAF enabled and that's enabled by default for Word that will block this exploit technique and just terminate the Word process without having the final part of the exploit execute. Of course the visual basic script will still run it just can't pull off this process switching trick in the end. And with all the attention spent to Mira and its variants, it's easy to forget there's still other stuff happening as well. Guy is seeing lately a lot of Bitcoin miners being uploaded to weekly configured FTP servers. He's using a honeypot to collect samples. We have seen Bitcoin miners and of course, yes, Bitcoin is still a thing and Bitcoin mining can still make you some money in particular if you're using someone else's computer. You typically notice that a Bitcoin miner is running on a system just based on the system running slower overall and uh, pecking out its uh, CPU load. Now, proactively, what you may want to do is just uh, scan your environment for FTP servers and then, of course, check for weak passwords. And apparently the Mirai botnet found its next high profile target after spending a week or so at hacking various IP addresses in Africa. It looks like it was used at the end of last week to attack several banks in Russia. The exact size of uh, the attack, there are still various reports about it. But then again, since it attacked uh, multiple banks, a little bit hard to sort of aggregate all the reports, but the sizes go from 24,000 computers attacking a particular target to 150,000 cameras they say or DVRs attacking a particular target and each one of them sending about 1 to 30 megabits per of traffic per second to amounting to something bigger than 100 gigabits per second so very similar in scale and such what we have seen against Dyn and other Mirai victims. The duration of the attack also varied from 1 to 12 hours depending on the bank being attacked. And then we have a rather interesting new method in retrieving passwords or in general reading keystrokes on mobile devices by observing fluctuations in the Wi-Fi signal. This method uses the channel state information which is typically associated with MIMO Wi-Fi networks. MIMO Wi-Fi networks use multiple antennas and then try to optimize how data is being sent in order to achieve the 
best possible bandwidth. Problem with a mobile device is that the antennas are inside the device and of course as you're typing on the device you're covering the device and with that also part of the antennas. So what they essentially are doing here is that by looking at details in the signal strength from these different antennas they kind of can deduce uh, what part of the keyboard is covered by your hand. Now apparently this does need some calibration so this is nothing that sort of could be done blindly uh, with a user they hadn't observed yet before. Theoretically, of course, if they know you're typing a known text, let's say you're typing an email, you're typing an email address, uh, with that it may be possible to sort of calibrate uh, this particular technique without actually having the user being observed here cooperate uh, with uh, the observer. Interesting technique and again, you know, one of those sort of side channel attacks where you actually don't decrypt uh, the traffic itself, uh, but you really use sort of artifacts in power use or here Wi-Fi patterns or Wi-Fi uh, power in order uh, to deduct uh, what is being typed or what is being sent. There isn't really any great defense for this other than maybe very how you hold your phone whenever you're typing your password. I wouldn't really worry about this too much. It's really more, I think, sort of a curiosity at this point, not necessarily a practical attack. Well, that's it for today. And by the way, this podcast is now also available via your Amazon Echo device. You can add it to your flash briefing. Just search for Stormcast and it should pop up as one of the options. Thanks and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.